Welcome to Chapel with Community Missions. I'm Reverend Mark Brees, and I'm very pleased to be here with you today as we worship together. Our call to worship comes from the Psalms. It's Psalm 98, verses 4 through 9. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is the word of the Lord. Let's join together in our first hymn for the day. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring. that in your prayer and your meditation you keep in your hearts uh, those who are struggling with illness whatever that illness may be and especially if it's COVID-19 it is such an isolating disease people struggle with it by themselves um, so especially if people are in the hospital uh, I ask that you pray for them uh, that they will feel God's presence God's spirit with them um, to ease that isolation and that you pray for their families to feel that presence and the certainty that God's with them, especially in those hardest of moments. Uh, we continue to pray for all of those uh, essential workers, uh, whatever their field, especially those who are providing uh, that care, that they um, be, uh, that God be with the doctors and nurses uh, who are um, working so hard uh, to take care of folks. Uh, and with all of those people who are manning the stores and the gasoline pumps and all the other things that um, uh, need to be uh, open so that we can uh, be able to keep the distances that we need um, and uh, that you 
in those prayers also pray for our elected leaders and business leaders so they understand that uh, these folks who we call essential workers have always been essential uh, that uh, uh, these are the people who have always uh, turned um, the uh, wheels of uh, an economy that everybody is so worried about right now um, and uh, so do pray for the justice that needs to happen, not just in the midst of what we're going through now, uh, but going forward that we can learn these lessons. Uh, so uh, I ask you to lift that up in your prayers as well. Um, and uh, finally, um, I do encourage you to make sure that you look for your blessings and um, lift them up before God because they are always there. God is with us in the midst of trouble uh, and uh, God always knows what our needs are. So, as we come to um, this time of prayer, let's remember our blessings as we pray uh, thanksgiving for them and pray uh, for all those needs, those things where we know God's presence is especially needed. Our reading today comes from the book of Acts, and it comes from chapter 2, it's verses 42 through 47. And uh, it's important to know that just before this, just so you get the context of where it picks up, uh, that um, it talks about how the apostles have, been, uh, have now been out and preaching uh, the word to all those um, uh, around them and to the broader community. Uh, and there's in particular a scene where um, uh, the message is delivered and many converts are made. Uh, it talks about uh, 3,000 being saved uh, that day. I think it was 3,000. So uh, that's what's happening just before this. And so the broad context here is about the very beginnings of people, uh, of the apostles, uh, picking up the message of Jesus and carrying it forward uh, after uh, his death and resurrection. So that's the uh, textual context for our passage today. So with that, uh, let's begin reading again from Acts uh, chapter 2, beginning at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day they spent much time together in the temple. They broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. So, um, let's start in an odd place. Let's start with my mythical cottage. Um, I don't have that cottage, that's why it's mythical. Uh, but folks who know me from uh, my work uh, as a pastor at churches and 
uh, being members there maybe, or uh, at community missions uh, where you've also may have heard me speak or been in groups with me, um, or maybe from reading the reflections on uh, hopefornyagara.org. Uh, know that uh, I am originally from New Jersey, but now I live in Niagara Falls, Ontario in Canada. Um, when my wife and I first came uh, here, one of the things that uh, she did was introduce me to Northern Ontario, to uh, Muskoka, and uh, it's such a beautiful region. Uh, we even kicked around the possibility way back then of uh, having a, uh, you know, purchasing a, a cottage on a, on a little lake up there somewhere and kicked it around with my, my in-laws and stuff. But we decided that it was just not the right moment economically for us. Plus, they lived up there in, uh, in Bracebridge and then in Huntsville, so we still got to go up. Uh, in the summers and, and experience things up there. Um, now today, no way we could ever do it. It is a million dollars to have a, literally like a million dollars to have like a uh, closet on a puddle in Muskoka. So um, it will remain a dream um, and something that I want, um, but it's not something that I need. That's the difference. And that's where this comes to for us today, to our text. Um, we have this idea uh, of uh, oh, what is of value to us, this difference between the things we need and the things we want. Um, and this text speaks directly to that. So let's take a look at it. So uh, remember, it is uh, uh, a text where we're looking at the uh, it's talking about the people who uh, were becoming believers. There's a vast number of people that are becoming converts uh, in uh, the days just following um, Christ's death and resurrection as the apostles went out and began um, uh, to pick up that task of, of spreading that good news of salvation. Um, so uh, it says in verse 42, it says, they uh, devoted themselves to the apostle. That's all these thousands of followers that they talk about in the book of Acts, uh, to the apostles' teachings and fellowship and the, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Uh, and then it says, all came upon everyone because of the many wonders and signs that were being done by the apostles. All who believed, it's important, were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. As any had need. There's a difference between what we need and what we want. And today, we are seeing that in a particular way. Um, there's a phrase that'll help us get at that, and it has to do with uh, this idea of what is essential and what is not. The essential worker is the big phrase I'm talking about. Uh, I think at the start of this, um, most folks would think about that in terms of doctors and nurses and firefighters and uh, folks who are like first responders. And they are indeed essential workers. As time has gone on here, and this has worn on for a while, what we've come to understand is that essential workers are people that I think the majority of the world uh, we're not going to recognize of that as, as just that, as essential. And, and what the role was, because the role has changed. So let's talk about them. Who are they? They are grocery store clerks, and they are factory workers making stuff that we need right now. Uh, they are uh, the people in uh, the agriculture industry who are working in food production, um, 
that uh, keeps the things on the store shelves where those essential uh, grocery store workers make sure they're available for everybody. Um, it is the uh, home health care uh, workers who are coming in to care for the elderly. It is the uh, aides in uh, uh, nursing homes. It is uh, the janitors in the hospital. Um, and the other thing about this group uh, of essential workers is that they are largely uh, people of color and they are largely uh, women. People who have faced the most historic amounts of oppression and discrimination are the people who are essential to making sure that people have what they need. That's really important. That's really important to recognize. One might think that as the people who make sure that everybody has what they need, they would be valued in such a way that they would be paid well for that. They'd be compensated for that. But most of these jobs are not that. They are mostly minimum wage, minimum wage jobs or slightly better if people are lucky. The majority are not going to come with any kind of health care um, benefits. Uh, they are uh, going to be um, uh, supporting a family that is barely getting by from paycheck to paycheck. The people essential to keeping the planet going economically, to keeping everybody supported and fed and be able to be safe are not the CEOs of companies. They are not the rich and famous. It is the people at the bottom of the economic ladder. The people who are also uh, at most risk in many cases uh, for contracting um, and having a bad experience with this disease. The people who might have underlying health conditions uh, because they've not had access to good health care. They are needed right now. But weren't they always needed? And that's the question that we have to face squarely now as Christians. What are we going to do with this uh, information that has been always out there if we just bothered to look closely enough but didn't do anything about. Those injustices, those inequalities have always been there. The most needed, the most essential have been the least well compensated, the least cared for, the least respected for what they do. Oh, it is just a grocery store worker. Apparently, as we all ought to have recognized, it is not just anything. It is essential. So what's a Christian to do? We have to begin thinking about the difference between what we need and what we want, what is valued and what is not. I don't need my cottage up in uh, Muskoka in Ontario. It is a want. My life will not be substantially different whether I have it or I don't. My life will be substantially different if there is nobody to work in the grocery stores where I need to go and purchase food. At Community Missions, one of the things that we have is a food pantry and the food pantry has been amazingly busy. The numbers there are crazy. The numbers, as you see, are just amazing. 
What do we value in our society? What do we value as a need? Scripture is pretty clear about how we should be treating one another. I'm not making a pitch for communism, but just saying, for all that we know that as a system it doesn't work because it has failed wherever it has been tried to be put into place, it at least identified the problem of those who have needs uh, when there are others who are really uh, focusing on just what they want. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Paul, when he was speaking to the people in Corinth, uh, in 2 Corinthians, they had a concern uh, that came up uh, about what to do about people in need. And he looks back to Exodus and brings up uh, from a text from where the story about the manna from heaven. And he says in verse Corinthian, or 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 15, he says, As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. So there's differences, but everybody had what they needed, and there was not excess. In Luke, which is also written by the same person who wrote the gospel, uh, wrote the book of Acts, says this in 1248, To whom much is given, of them much will be required. This point, this economic moment that we're in, this pandemic moment, it is showing us the difference between need and want. It is teaching us about what we value. But what can you and I do about that? We aren't the people with the hands on the political levers and uh, the levers of power. Well, we can start small and we'll have to go beyond that. But you know, when we keep up the social distancing stuff for uh, as much of a uh, drag it is becoming and as we're starting to move towards opening up things and because it has to happen eventually and how to do that in the safest way, we have to remember we've got to mind what we do and how we interact and, and continue these practices. Because yeah, you could say, I'm just going to do what I want, as opposed to what you need to do in terms of taking care of each other. Yep, you can ignore all the rules and go out and have contact with all kinds of people and get sick, but then maybe that gets your family sick. Or maybe it gets one of those folks who uh, is going to have an underlying condition ill because you were doing what you wanted to do as opposed to what doing, doing what was needed for one another. And while you're sick, you take up a hospital bed for somebody who really needs it. A lot of this comes down to selfishness about who we are as human beings. Look, someday I hope I can get that cottage. Um, but could I justify it? Would it be morally wrong? I don't know, that would depend on so many things. But I do know that scripture was pretty clear here about what everybody else did. And we know that the believers, those who followed Christ, were of all strata of society. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They'd sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Need versus want. That's the question that this gospel is putting up. Uh, for us today. So that's what I want us to be thinking about. 
all the ways that we can act small and large and to keep our eyes open and not let this moment where we recognize what it means to be essential and who that really is and why there are injustices in terms of those essential workers. Why there have been these long-term injustices of lack of good health care, lack of adequate pay, lack of representation for uh, the uh, societal groups that make up these essential workers. Sisters and brothers, we need to remain vigilant now uh, for obvious reasons and taking care of one another. But we also need to remain vigilant and not let what has been learned here go to waste. That maybe we can change society in ways uh, that will make things better for everybody so that all have what they need. Maybe then we begin, begin looking at the wants. Yeah, I want my cottage. And I do hope someday I can have it. But my life won't be substantially different if I don't. But my life will be substantially different if those who are essential are unable to do their work. Sisters and brothers, need versus want. That's the question we have to face today. And that's the question we need to keep exploring as we move forward. It's a matter of faith. It's a matter of our spiritual well-being. It's a matter of justice. And it's a matter of doing what Christ has called us to do most of all, to love one another, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves.